Welcome, everybody, to the Ellipses Aim Higher podcast. As always, across from me is Jason Klossner. Rob, I mean, the dogwoods are blooming, the turkeys are gobbling. Oh, man. boy, it's, it's spring. I love it. It's uh, it's gun season, isn't it? Yep. It's always gun season. So, uh, again, welcome, everybody. We're going to cover a couple different topics today. One is going to involve a little bit of travel with Jason here, finally, as, yeah. as, as the flowers are blooming. Uh, <laughs> we- you know, it's we're, been, we're uh, traveling uh, a little bit. Yeah, we finally let out the cage a little bit here. Kind of get on the road and see some industry people having a little event. So it was nice. Our listeners have been pretty active, too. We've got uh, a nice little stack of questions. So we're going to talk exclusives. We're going to get to some of the uh, questions that people have been sending in as well that we want to tackle and and get some answers on. And Jason will, will provide insight there. So I guess we'll start uh, really with... This week, like I said, you you got to travel a little bit. I know uh, that's that's in normal times. Uh, there's quite a bit of that going on. Right, just to be another trip. But it's been pretty much since Shot Show of 2020. Yeah, since uh, really any kind of industry gathering has really taken place. And this was a small scale event. Um, it was something that the uh, Professional Outdoor Media Association originally had had uh, put together. Poma, uh, Poma, right. And uh, they kind of teamed up with NASGW, which is the Na- National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers, right. which we're obviously a member of. Right, right. And wanted to make it kind of a shooter showcase type event where they had uh, vendors there kind of showing some of the um, – so a few new guns. Uh, most of it was stuff that maybe was introduced earlier in the year, but just nobody had really gotten their hands on it yet. Right, right. Um, but there was a lot of media types out. Um, I, per- and- I purposely didn't – ask you too much about this yeah. beforehand because i knew we would do this and talk about it and again with the show we want to try to provide you know a little bit of uh, inside information if you will when we can about things that we do uh, a lot of days listen we've got computers we sit at desks we uh, punch keys and do what everybody else does <laughs> right. but we do get to do some cool stuff and that's uh, times like this that i wanted to share so back to the uh, back to the trip jason so so where was it? Where the actual like location of it? It was actually right out of Talladega, Alabama. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like channeling Ricky Bobby out there, man. That's right. For him, I didn't see him, but, <laughs> but uh, no, it was cool. Um, it, it was at the actual the CMP range, which is a you know civilian marksmanship program deal. Outstanding facility. I heard a couple. Oh of, my goodness, uh, Jared, who you went with? So. Yeah, a couple of our buyers went with me, and uh, I tell you what, that facility is awesome. If you haven't been there, it's worth it. I mean, it's it's spread out over a huge piece of property. The the technology they have there, as far as being able to, the, the video cameras watching your targets. You don't have to go walk down and look. Talk you know, about that for just a second, because he was explaining that to me and actually showed a couple pictures. It it looked really cool. This might be another episode of what makes great ranges. Oh yeah, what, what separates the pack when it comes to gun ranges? Oh, this uh, one this was gonna be tough to beat. I mean, it's what they, are some of the bells and whistles out there? Yeah, well, they well they the, the really cool range they had was uh, they had all these real life size steel uh, targets of different animal sizes at various ranges. They they weren't set distances, right? And uh, you know, and they had a bunch of the vendors with rifles set up um, and shooting those. I mean, they had like an elk out at I think six hundred and eighty yards, and Did you nail it. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> took them down. Oh yeah, but. Uh, you know, and that was really neat. But then they also had the you know the actual banks of you know hundred yard um, you know uh, rifle right, uh, benches and stuff like that. Right. Where they had these cameras that that are right on each target. So you sit, you're sitting there, you're shooting off the bench, and you just look over to your right, and there's the there's your target right there, and it shows you exactly. You got a video where you, screen. Where, yeah, video screen shows you where you hit. It shows you your group size, which which shot was which. 
Uh, oh man, it was awesome. It was great. That's nice because I'm half blind these days. Yeah. So looking through, uh, you know, looking down range and and messing with the the stand and wind sometimes blows mm-hmm. your uh, uh, blows your uh, uh, spotting scope. Yeah, spotting scope. Yeah. Thank you. Blows it around or you bump it or something. It's like, oh gosh, it takes ten minutes yeah. to reset that. No, and, so. you know, and, and and usually, especially if you're shooting or sighting in by yourself. It, it's just a lot of getting up yeah. and down, and you know you lose that consistency of being able to just actually hunker down on the gun and do the same thing every time. Yeah, uh, that makes it easy. I mean, it was really cool. But they had a great pistol ranges. Uh, we didn't really go on the shotgun part, but they had. I mean, they had everything there. It was a. It was a. If you live in northern Alabama, that man, that's a what a, what a luxury. That's a place to go. Yeah. Huh? So uh, they were like you said, the media types there. Uh, new products. I mean, what what did you get to taste test some things? Yeah, or? we did. There was uh, you know, obviously the ammunition situation was a little limited, so it <laughs> two, wasn't like two, two rounds for yeah. It wasn't like in the back in the day when you'd go and it'd be like, all right, shoot, till you get tired, kind of thing. It right. was like, okay, you know, here, yeah. here's your here's your five rounds. Have, yeah. have fun, right, right. But no, it was great. Um, uh, they had a bunch of different manufacturers were there. You know, Taurus was there, and they just introduced the new uh, G3 Toro this week. Oh, and they nice. had one out there. It's their their optics ready uh, G3 and G3C. Yeah, tell you what, those guns really are impressive. Um, you know, we've been selling the, the G3s uh, here for I think a couple of years now, and uh, man, they, they they're good guns. They're Tor- really good guns. Taurus is one of those manufacturers. They're they're always they're always improving they're always uh, cha- you know changing things up for the yeah. better you know new products i mean they're very they're they're really quite innovative i mean oh yeah they're not a, scared to try something new yeah absolutely um, but they added the uh, the optics cuts they're really low to the to the gun and i tell you what um they were they were pretty easy to shoot really and, uh, yeah I, I was really impressed with them they had their new 460 Smith & Wesson revolver out there. which oh, wow. is yeah, It was a brute. They had a, I think they had a 4, a 6, and maybe an 8-inch gun. Of course, yeah. I wanted to shoot the 4-inch oh, gun. Oh, yeah, right. It, it, it wasn't bad. You know, it's got the ports, so it, it's you know, it's it's not terrible. If, to me, a 460 is a lot more bark than it is bite yeah. uh, as far as that goes. But, it, you know, it'll get your attention, too. But it was fun. I mean, it was just something different to shoot. I remember the days when you and I went out shooting some of the big guns. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an episode of Rob's Taste into yeah. Big Boy Revolvers. We'll, we'll have yeah. to. Uh, we'll have to show that video one time. Right. I, th- I think I just stood there and held it for ten minutes, just getting my head around like what was about to happen. Yeah, no. And of course, he'd get turned around with the "Oh, that was a bad." No, it really isn't. It's not yeah. not as bad as uh, not as bad as you think. Right. But, uh, what else you see out there? Yeah. Well, um, you know the the Savage was out there, and they had the new Savage Impulse rifle, which is their their straight pull uh, style gun. Yeah. Uh, that's you know pretty innovative. It's ambidextrous and everything. And I tell you, that gun shot great. I mean, yeah. it was it was a tag driver, and you know I, I don't have a lot of time behind straight pull guns, and probably most people in the U.S. don't. Uh, there's really not a lot of options in a blouser. Right, makes one, but you don't really see a lot of them out there. Um, What's the practical use for that? I mean, you know, it's quick. It's quicker than a bolt action. You know, it's just it's just back and forth and and forward. Um, you don't have the up and back and then straight and back down. So right. it's a little bit quicker. Um, you know, it's, oh, is it like a chart, like a charging handle style? I mean, yeah, uh, it's like a bolt. It's like a bolt action but rifle. Just comes straight back. But you just pull it straight. The whole the whole bolt comes straight back and then forward. You don't have to lift it up. I haven't shot one of those. Yeah, yeah. well, they oh, just, that, st- that style. Yeah, I mean. right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. Um, but I tell you, the gun itself, man, it was tag driver. They had a, you know, the, a, I seem like everybody had six five Creedmoors out there. Yeah, like, you know, surprise, surprise. Right, right. You know, and but. Uh, man, that thing shot great. It, it, I watched several different people through the little video screen uh, shoot it. Right. And uh, I don't think anybody shot a group that was 
much over half an inch with that thing. Really? It was impressive. Man. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. So, what uh what else did you see? Anything else out yeah, there? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um I tell you what, I you know, Glock didn't have any new guns out there, but they were out and uh I got to shoot the uh the new forty caliber Gen five guns. Okay. They had a twenty two and a twenty three out there. And for you don't guys that don't know, they did change the dimension slightly on those guns. The slides are a little bit wider. Um, if you're familiar with the Glock 37s and 38s, which are the 45 gap pistols, those slides were always a little bit wider than the standard um, you know, 9mm 40 caliber slide. And, the, and these new 40s have that little bit wider slide. It adds a little bit of weight up top, so it should help the, the durability of the 40 caliber pistols, but it also made it a much smoother, softer shooting gun. I was really impressed. You know, usually the, the, like the Glock 23 is pretty snappy. Yeah. Um, this gun shot shot great it was really soft shooting is this uh is this is is 40 cal coming back around <laughs> is this you know you know, you Glock, know glock's a trendsetter yeah I, you know i i think 40 probably it will eventually yeah it's to, all this stuff does i mean look let's face it 15 years ago 10 millimeter was dead right and now it's the hot thing right so i think everything tends to be cyclical uh I, i'll tell you you know this last year 40 really had an upgrade because increase because of the ammo was availability yeah the problem is though is that the ammo companies have scaled back 40 caliber production so much that i think it'll take a while for it to catch back up right so we'll see i mean i don't know i think long term i do think 40 will 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 get a comeback i I like a 40 caliber i'm not a trendy guy so uh, i have one and Mm -hmm. i I stick with it i like to shoot it so yeah uh, well you know who knows it's uh, i think you know just like anything uh, it's not my only gun but i mean right. it's it's one that i i don't mind shooting at all as a matter of fact i like it so. right right yeah, yeah. and guns like that that are built around the 40 mm-hmm. it's a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. than guns that were built as 9 millimeters and then just made into a 40 yeah um, which can be maybe an afterthought even so it is yeah. it is it's going to be a little tough on a gun right um uh, Century Arms was out there. They had their AP5, which is their MP5 clone uh, gun out oh, there. Oh, cool! That gun shot great. Um, HK was there, and they had the SP5, the, the real, oh. the real one. And right, and the, both those guns really shot good. I mean, it's you, you know, with all the pistol caliber carbines out there and everything. Uh, you know, there's so much out there, but man, when you pick up that MP5 style gun, it, you remember <laughs> why it's so cool. Yeah, those and are awesome. They just shoot so great. So those were out there. Um, uh, see, Sig had the cross rifle out. We got mm. to shoot it a bunch at that long range. I mean, hitting hitting that six hundred yard, whatever it was, uh, elk was pretty easy. Right. Um, they had the Sig uh, BDX um, scopes on there with the with the range finder and everything. So oh, you'd, yeah, you'd hit it with the range finder, the dot would pop up in the scope. I mean, wow. it, easy button all over that. Yeah. Uh, that that cross rifle shot really nice you got some hardware to, to play with there didn't oh you? yeah there was a lot of stuff out there. there's a lot of good participation that's so, good that's encouraging yeah yeah so no that was great um and then they had the uh they had one of the ap the sig 320 apx's out there which the apx is a an aluminum frame 320 okay uh, so they you know for guys who like a more traditional metal gun right same striker fired um system as a 320 uh, they had the, uh, a model out there that's going to be a Talo exclusive that's coming coming out really soon. Okay, and I tell you what, that gun shot awesome. Really? Oh man, I tell you, I, I, you know, at first when they first talked about doing those, I was like, okay, that's cool, you know, interesting, but probably not a not something that I would personally would grab. I'm right. telling you what, I'm 
I was thinking about it hard the whole drive home, man. Right. That that one's probably going to have to make it into the into the fold. Well, how's the weight? How's the weight and feel with that? You know, the weight was not much more because yeah. aluminum's really not heavy. Right, right. But you can put grip panels on it. You know, I think about a polymer pistol. There's no way to really put a grip panel. Kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yep. So with uh, with the aluminum, actually, there's panels on there. And I'll tell you what, man, it just fit my hand perfectly. Uh, for guys out there that, that are familiar with Browning High Powers and, and just know that feel. A, a classic. That, that Browning High Power, everybody picks up and goes, oh, man, it fits my hand perfect. i tell you, this SIG uh, 320 APX has that kind of feel to it. Nice. Yeah, good gun. Good wow. gun. What's uh what's the what's the time frame on a lot of this stuff? You think is this all springtime basically? Yeah, I mean a lot of this stuff has already been announced and it has yep. started shipping. Yeah. Um, I know we had some of the the G three Toros I think show up this week and went up ton, but we had some. Um, so yeah, a lot of this stuff is is going to be stuff that is either available now or will be very shortly. So good, good. Yeah, yeah. We talked to some guys. There, there's some some new stuff that's coming. Uh, and I think uh. You know, I think we're trying to start finally seeing some of the new products that people have been sitting back on, right? Waiting to for things to slow down. Not that things are slowing down, but to at least to where they can get their manufacturing back in order. Let's face it. You know, things are starting to open back up. You know, um, as people are getting these factories back to 100, percent I think you're going to start seeing some cool products coming out in the next few weeks. I have to imagine there's. There's there's has to be a ton in the development stage that's been oh, yeah. you know sitting as a blueprint or maybe a, a little bit further along than that oh, even, no doubt that that everything had to come to a screeching halt. Yep. That's like wait a second, we just we just got to crank some guns out right well, now. Well, because a lot of these guns use the same machinery to produce. Sure. So even if it's a new gun, it might say you know when you're planning all this manufacturing out, you're obviously looking for efficiencies right and so if you can use this you know this this bank of cncs to make the same gun as this one well that's what you want to do you don't sure. have to go spend millions of dollars on new cncs right right um but when you've got more orders than you can make on that gun it doesn't make any sense to add a new gun into that fold and just dilute everything so you're going to start seeing a lot of stuff coming out you know it generally is a goal as a general rule of thumb in the industry it's about a three-year development process from conception to hitting the market right? Uh, with a new product. And so, I mean, just like three years ago, if you remember, people who were tuning in and three years ago, the market was soft. Yeah. You know, it was the Trump slump. You know, everybody right, right. was giving them, you, know, you could buy a 9mm ammo for $8 a box. Everybody you know? was comfortable. Oh, there, no urgency. Yeah, that you know, stuff, inventory was piled up. And mm-hmm. so manufacturers were really you know, you know, looking at new stuff, new products, how to spur things up. So that all that stuff is now finally getting into the start hitting the shelves. It's here. starting to yeah. get into the okay, we can make it, you know, stage. And now I think you know, hopefully, we can can get past all this pandemic stuff. We can uh, start seeing this stuff hit the market. Well, it seems like it's we're heading that way. I hope at least yep. no, nobody knows yet. But uh, what else you got? Is that is that the rundown or any yeah. any other highlights there? Or? Yeah, you well, you know it's funny. I, I it, another thing at the Glock uh, at the Glock booth, you know I haven't really had a whole lot of trigger time with the forty three X and the forty eight. Um, you know I've shot them a little bit, but never really extensively and really side by side. And uh, you know I thought. Because I'm kind of thinking, which one of these I'm going to go, you know, get. Right. I, really, I thought really thought the 48, which you guys who aren't familiar, the 48 is this kind of the single stack slim G19 size gun. Right. 43x same grip, but a little bit shorter barrel. I really was leaning towards the 48. They're kind of in between, like your, I guess your standard 43 and and the mm-hmm. Glock 19. They're Correct. Filling that very fairly small gap there, but Correct. But but it's a very shootable gap. Right. Yeah. It's right. it's like a really a sweet spot. Yeah. Um. I tell you, if shooting them both side by side, 
the 43X is the way to go. Really? Yeah. I was it actually surprised me. I thought the 48 would be for me. But actually, I think the 43 is, is a little, for, for whatever reason, it's a little flatter shooting and it's quicker to uh, it's quicker to recover from it. Uh, so enough, I liked it. enough to fill the hand but be extremely concealable as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's just very shootable. Yeah. Um, you know, now with the, I have my eyes aren't bad enough yet to have to go to a, a red dot. Right. But I think when that happens, which probably won't be too much longer. A couple more years. Yeah. You're, you're like two behind me. Yeah. I think when that happens, I think that would be a really good candidate uh, yeah. for a gun. Because, you know, with a shorter barrel, you're not worried about sight radius. You know, it doesn't matter if you're using a red dot. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if the sights are close or far apart or not. Right. So, uh, right. I think the forty three X would be a sweet one. Excellent. Yep. Uh, any other uh, uh, rumors? Any other news? <laughs> any anything? Uh, anything shareable? Mm-hmm. I know ah. we've always we've always got we've got to keep some things. Uh, we've got to keep some excitement. Yeah. Well, I uh, will say this. I anything you can tease? I'll put it to you. That well, way. yeah. In the next week, two weeks, you'll see some pretty cool new product announcements. Really? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You have to tell me after the show. I don't know, man. <laughs> you, got ND, know. you got NDAs? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, but there's going to be a couple of really cool guns that are coming out in the next, uh, I think, the next week. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it is that time of year. Yeah. We forget because we've been in this, this oh, I know. twilight zone for, for so long. Right. This is the normal time of year. Well, when, we were laughing at the, at the event. We were talking about that. We felt like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yeah. When you, when he, you know, he, he showed up with the long hair, like he's been on the island forever. Nobody's exactly. seen, I haven't seen some of these guys in a year and a half. You know, it's like, God, man, you, you got old. It yeah. Happened. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice to, to reconnect. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward it to might, it. I mean, it might be a good, uh, good deal for, uh, next week's podcast is to go over maybe those two new products. Ooh. Oh, so that's it. You're you're betting on it now. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, maybe we'll break that down then. Yep. I like that. I tell you, if you uh, if you do go out there, you remember the CMP? You can get uh, they have all the M1 Garands and stuff out there. Oh, old school. Oh yeah, man. So they got you know you can go and that's where they you know they get them and they, they grade them out and refinish some of them and they have a little shop there where you go and you can pick out your own Garand or O3 and really? everything. Oh, it was awesome. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we, we we spent a lot of time looking at Garands, too, while we were there. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know you're a throwback. Yep. You, you, you like the old school oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. That's my dad's era. He loves all those, oh, those yeah. old guns, the World War II stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I was, we, were, we were laughing on the ride back. We are like, yeah, we're going to be sitting with these Garands, you know, watching Saving Private Ryan and, and, and the Lazy Boy this weekend, <laughs> yeah. you know, so... <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, let's uh, let's get to a few questions. We've got a healthy little stack here, and, and we thank you for uh, sending these in. We've actually got a lot of input on uh, not just the show, but just questions in general. Exclusives always seem to be the hot topic. You know that that is our thing. That's that's really what we're known for. That's a big reason for us doing this is to expand on the exclusives and and how those come in come to fruition uh, for Lipsies here. But uh, so Jason uh, handpicked a few of these. I'm going to read these the best I can. I got I got to put my readers on though. So uh, here's our first one. So Jason, I'm going to read these to you and I'm going to let you answer them. All right. We'd be very. This is from uh, uh, RBA Outfitters. It looks like we'd be very interested in hearing how Lipsies uh, have dealt with the current supply and demand situation over the last year relative to distribution challenges challenges and what uh, measures are taken to prep. Uh, for such complicated events, uh, thanks and good luck with the show. So that's uh, boy, that's a uh, that pretty much summed up 2020 for sure. <laughs> yeah, challenges, yeah. Uh, challenges yeah. to say the least. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, and I think what a lot of people have to remember is there was no playbook for this, right? I mean, you know, you can come up with all these contingencies of 
what if happens if this bill passes, what happens if right. this gun, you know, gets introduced or whatever. But you can't take into consideration the whole United States economy practically shutting down for, you know, for months. Un- and Unfortunately, we can be a little headline driven, which, you know, mm-hmm. isn't isn't where we love to be. No. But there's some precedent even for that. For this, there's no precedent. No, there was nothing because it, it – it, it really hit us in three different ways. So you had the – it was an election year. So we were already planning on it being a sure. busy year. Right. We knew 2020 was going to be – was going to be, especially the you know from the later half of the year, was going to be really, really intense. Right. Um, so you had that going already. You know, the, the, the shutdowns obviously caused manufacturing delays. You know, a lot of people forget that, you know, a lot of the – you know, Meccar is a big OEM manufacturer of magazines for a right. lot of these companies. In, they're in Italy. You yep. if y'all remember, Italy was shut down for months. Well, there's a know, lot of – correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a lot of small shops out there that make small pieces and sure. parts and things like that. So you figure, let's say it's a 10-man shop and mm-hmm. two go down with COVID. That's 20% of your workforce, right? right? right. I mean, that, that hurts. I mean, for, uh, you know, a 100-person company plus, like we are, two people, you know, we don't – we can handle that, you know. Sure. It's unfortunate, but we can plow through it. But these some of these smaller shops that do play a pivotal role in the supply chain, oh, you know, the disruption was again unprecedented. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you had all that to deal with, and then and then obviously you had the the, the increase in demand. You know, I mean, sure. you know, the, the, industry, the biggest driver for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. industry saying you know there was eight million first time gun buyers in twenty twenty. Right. And you throw that in the loop with with manufacturing capabilities diminished. And then you also have the election year anxieties on top of it. Right. I mean, it was a perfect storm for just yeah. you know, not being prepared for it. I mean, we were going into 2020, you know, at Lipsy's was being, you know, we were riding high. We were going to be stocked. You know, we, right. we were we were prepared for for an increase in, in production. And, you know, we were, we were growing our, our sales deal, but we couldn't prepare for that. No. And then, you know, what happened was by about, you know, May, June, all the – the, the inventory was flushed out of the manufacturers was yeah. was gone yeah. so then it was hand to mouth from well from we got then for the rest of the year and you know I'll brag on our buying team we got the best buying team in in the business oh but, no doubt I mean <laughs> they bought they bought everything that you could possibly buy right. any any gun that came available yep. trust me they were they were they were gunning for it no pun intended but right. you know they were trying to get it in here yeah I mean you, you can't buy what's not there yeah so yeah so I mean obviously we. You know, and then try to get all that out and get it out to dealers in a responsible way as far as, you know, trying to get as many people taken care of as possible. Sure. I mean, it's it's there's no perfect science to it, but yeah. we, we try to do our best to try to get it out as much as we can. Well, here's another question. Uh, let's see. Tim Elliott, do you still sell the Ruger Blackhawk in 44 Special with a 4.5-inch barrel? I think it has a flat-top frame. Yeah, he's been talking about the uh, the flat top forty four specials that uh, that we did that we initially did in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the the mid size flat top Ruger uh, Blackhawk with a regular grip frame. And we did those in forty four special. That was the that was the hottest gun that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the in two thousand nine was a like a was a heavy AR year because it was the first year of the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But we, you know, and I remember when I went to. To uh to our boss, my boss, and said, "Hey, look, I want to do this revol- single action revolver in forty four special." And he looked at me like I was absolutely insane. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm telling you, for, man." For the three people out there that want yeah, one, right now? yeah, he didn't yeah. he didn't understand. I mean, man, this is AR and Glocks, you know. I'm like, "No, I'm telling you, man, this is it." And of course, we ended up selling. I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, like 3,500 of them that first year. It did so well that Ruger ended up putting it in the line right, right. in 2010. So to answer your question, we don't still offer that gun. Um, Ruger put it in the line and ran in the line for a few years and then discontinued it. Um, we still do the the 44 special flat tops with the Bisley grip frame. Right. So we do a four and five eighths and a five and a half inch Bisley uh, flat top. So um, that one is still available. Cool. Uh, let's get to Hector Ruiz. My glasses don't fit uh, good under these headphones. Let me see. Awesome first episode, guys. I love that. How about an episode where you do like a top 10 or five budget handguns or striker fire pistols? That's, that's a great suggestion. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, Again, we have all these first-time gun buyers, and they, a lot of them really, you know, they they don't know the brands. You know, they they and there's trust me, there's information overload on the internet oh. on this stuff. So that would be a good one. Um, imagine imagine picking your first polymer pistol right now. Right. Seriously, like it, if you, if you didn't really know too much about it, but you were even interested, when you know a lot about it right. and stuff right now, because yeah. I mean the features are so so rich right now on these guns. Yeah. Um, I think that really would be a good whole episode to go over that we'll do it yep. we'll do it thank you hector okay and whitney johnson all right we got some females involved that's great super excited for the po- podcast sorry my, my glasses in these headphones uh would love to hear more about the exclusive guns the descriptions on your website never do them justice so uh i can i can kind of start to answer that that's why we're doing this whitney so yep. we, we can talk more about it i mean that again uh, the lion's share of questions I know that you're getting have to do with our exclusives and oh, yeah. old stuff, new stuff. Uh, right. can, can we make this? Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're definitely going to dive uh, into that. So yeah, you know, the, when we do our descriptions on our you know our website and and product releases and stuff, you really it's hard to get into the the true backstory, the thought process, the the inspirations of a lot of these projects. Right. Um, and the podcast is is the venue for us to be able to do that. Even sure. when we do our product videos. I mean, it's it's hard to ramble on on a video and keep it interesting and everything. But yeah, this is uh this is you know being the kind of a Q and A um, situation. It it it, would, it lends itself well to be able to kind of get deeper into those things. So you listeners out there, if there is a particular exclusive that you want to hear some backstory on, you know you want to know, hey, why did you decide to do this? Why this cartridge? Why this barrel? Why this configuration? Man, let us know. We'd love to get into those, but we want to do the ones that you want to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, you can email podcast at lipsies.com. Jason really kind of mans that email box, so he's uh, he's he'll respond to you. Yeah, you email that inbox, you're going to get a response from me. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll shoot you an email back, and we're going to keep uh, – you know, we'll probably do this, Start maybe start doing this every episode, at least fielding yeah. a few questions, and then maybe some of these we can expand on um, further. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we go. Yeah. So, and, it, we, and we do have plans to d- really dive into some of our more, what I would consider, higher profile exclusives. You know, the number ones and the, the Ruger flat tops like the gentleman asked about earlier. Really get in get into the weeds on those as well. Yeah, there's some good stories that uh, I've heard many, but I know there's some I haven't even heard. Just kind of, w- of where some of these guns come from, yep. the concepts and conversations you have. You know, maybe a you know, a, a beer at SHOT Show, and, and you never know what's going to happen when you're talking to one of the engineers from a manufacturer, and next oh, thing yeah. you know, something uh, something's in the works. So. Most of the good stuff does not come from the boardroom. It, right. comes, it comes from out <laughs> yep. hunting somewhere yeah, or, or yeah. whatever. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I think we'll wrap it up, Jason. Uh, again, podcast at lipsies.com if you want to send us an email. 
And uh, also, you can go to lipsysguns.com or lipsys.com. That's our dealer site. But lipsysguns.com, that hosts all of our other podcasts. I think that's it, right? I think it's it, man. Let's go turkey hunting. Let's go. Yeah, let's go turkey hunting. April uh, April 1st, right? Prime time. Let's get that, you know, we're, we're getting there. Oh, yeah, it's it's open this weekend in Mississippi. When do, I was going to say we kick off, yeah, yeah right now. So, yeah. all right, cool. We'll get out there and go turkey hunting. But uh, until next time, aim higher.